This week, on a brand new episode of Hello Ross, I have no idea who's going to pop by to say... I've never even been with a man, but who would not wear you on the private? Oh, so, oh my God, it's a lesbian, Chelsea. How fun for you. <laughs> Isn't this fun? Yep, yeah, I'm excited too. Let's see what happens on a brand new episode of Hello Ross. Uh, hello, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, you just caught me. I'm here in my dressing room of the Drew Barrymore show. I just had lunch. Isn't that fun? I had a little protein, some veggies, some berries, Um, you know, trying to keep it together. I'm flossing. That's what that sounds. I'm done. I'm done. I, I do have, you know, I pride myself on having an immaculate mouth. Um, You know, sorry, not sorry. Um, And I say immaculate mouth because one time I went to the dentist and my dentist said, oh, there's nothing to do here. Your mouth is immaculate. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That fed me for the next six weeks. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, hi. Hi, everybody. We are going to be picking up on uh, some people who are in our Zoom room right now. I have no idea, but there are people waiting to pop in to say hello, Ross. I'm so excited to talk to everybody. It is freezing here in New York. I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but I did a whole post about long underwear this week because, you know, I take the train into the city and then I, I walk to work and people were saying, Ross, why do you walk? Why don't you get a car service? Because I like to get my steps. I don't go to the gym. I barely even like men named Jim. I just, it's not my thing. I don't like gyms. Um, so I, uh, I'm just kidding if any gyms out there listening, but I don't go. So I get my steps in and that's how I try to keep myself together a little bit. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll always do 10,000 steps a day, minimum, minimum. Anyway, so I was walking and I, I'm not used to the cold weather. I come, you know, I've, I grew up in Washington state, which is mild. And then I've been in LA Palm Springs for, you know, over 20 years before I moved here to New York. And I don't know how to like, what long underwear, huh? So I bought some and I don't know how to wear it. Like I put on regular underwear and then I put long underwear on top of that. And then, so it's like, my, start with my panties, <laughs> then long underwear, then pants. Okay. Then socks. And I was walking to work and I full on felt like I was wearing a diaper. It was just like too much. And so you guys are so sweet. I posted on their help. How do I wear this? You told me I was doing it right, but you all recommended I get a smaller size of long underwear. So it's super tight, which I did. I went small, like literally size small. And I have to say you're all geniuses because it worked. So thanks me and my bulge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that. All right. You ready to hit the phone lines? Um, yeah, we're going to just sort of, um, I guess, uh, yeah, we'll do that. So I'm going to get everything set up and then uh, we'll be back in just one second and we'll be talking to all of you. There's lots of stuff going on in the world. Oh, I have a brand new show. Um, I'm doing a live show. I'll tell you all about Groundhog Day just happened. I have something to talk, say about that. I don't know how I feel about Groundhog Day. And then uh, it's my favorite thing I've seen this week called My Happy Ending. I just watched something on the train yesterday uh, that I want to tell you about. So coming up, I'm going to be picking up on you guys who you never know who's going to be here to say... Hello, Ross. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. And welcome back to the program. And uh, okay, now is when I'm going to just pick up on people um, at random, people waiting in in our little waiting room. You never know who's going to be here. Let's start up first. Uh, is it uh, Kelsey? Chelsea? It's a C-H. Chelsea? Hi. Well, hello. Hi, Russ. Kiss, kiss. It's Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. You're in a car right now. Wait, the car is driving. You have me. You have your phone on a little phone holder. Yeah. But you're in motion. I need you to look forward. Don't look at me. Okay. You hear me? You're looking at me. I see your eyes. Don't look at me. Pretend it's just audio. Look forward to 10 and two, put both hands Mm -hmm. on the wheel. Oh, oh, that's new. I'm not trained that way. But I see your left hand is down. Put your left hand on the wheel. (laughs) 10 and two. I want you to follow all the traffic rules. Where are you uh, calling in from? Indiana. Indiana. All right. Is it cold yeah, there? Nice and cold. Do you wear long yes. underwear? I should, but I got the diaper memo, so it scared me away. I'm telling you. Understood? It is, I understood. Super duper. I feel like it need we need like um I, I I just I don't know what I feel like I single handedly need to reinvent long underwear. You know, I'm I do I have my Ross by Ross line that I wear on RuPaul's Drag Race. I have my Caftco Caftan line. Can I can I be the one person that just reimagines long underwear in a way that doesn't bunch up around your hoo-haws? It could almost be like a wetsuit material. No, I don't like that. I don't like a wetsuit material. I went I went uh, surfing once for a Leno bit, and it took a team of eight people to get the <laughs> wetsuit off of me. So I don't, I don't want that. It's more about like compression on the top. Yeah. So it gets into your little crevice. <laughs> okay, too much. But you know, like they not like into your crevice, but like into in between the legs. You know what I mean? Like so it cuts yeah. everything and gets. I don't know. I I, I just don't. You can't say. I don't think. Whoever has created long underwear, I don't think the job's done yet. I think that's one area we can improve lives. I don't think it's ever changed, has it? Yeah, I think someone said, oh, I'm going to make underwear long. And then, you know, they sm- smacked their hands and said, that's done. It'll never, imp- we'll never improve on that. Well, I'm here to say that's, yeah. that's some BS. I can do better. I believe I, if you try harder to do better, I believe you can do it. Would you, would you um, wear me on your privates? <laughs> If yeah, I ever... well, who wouldn't? Oh. I've never even been with a man, but who would not wear you on the privates? Oh, so oh well, my God, it's a lesbian, Chelsea. How fun for you! I, you know, I I was with a woman once in uh, in high school. One time, uh, one time, uh-huh. one just just the one time in Mount Vernon. In Mount Vernon, and I did the I, I went I did I went uh, I took a trip uh, downtown, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you're a brave soul. I mean, yeah. I haven't even done that with a man, so. Yeah. I mean, you're a brave soul. You know, I think you have to try things to know that you're not cup of, your cup of tea. Like, I, you know, I don't love mushrooms, but every once in a while, I just try just to see if my palate has shifted. 
you know, that's my mom. Some people say that, you know, uh, look here, I'm going to pull over. So dear I God, thank God. Have your you full attention. Mm -hmm. So straight guys will say, well, you've never been with a guy. How do you know? And my response to them is, oh my God, have you, have you Perfect. ever been with a guy? Perfect how response. Do you, how Perfect do you response. not know? Yeah, I think and, it's okay uh, so far to that gets them. That that is a winning argument. I I I'm I do take pride in the fact that I did try it try one time just just to make sure, you know. Um but it it didn't take long. The problem was I knew in the first, you know, 3 seconds, but then you're there. <laughs> you know, you're there and you can't you can't there's no escape. You got to finish the job. I'm not sure that I finished anything, if you know what I mean, but I, I started it and I lingered and then I, I left. <laughs> oh, but what a brave lesbian you warrior. Brave you are a brave lesbian warrior doing that on the regular. I'm proud of you. And um, I'm proud that you pulled over too. <laughs> well, thanks. Do you have any specific thanks. questions for me, my love? Yeah. So, um, in times where I am powerless, I often get anxiety. Mm. So yeah. what's your, uh, what's your suggestion on how to handle that? God, you know, I am really lucky that I am too, I really mean this when I say this, I'm kind of too stupid to deal with, to suffer with anxiety. Like I, something will come up and like, I'll be filled with anxiety about it and I'll forget about it in eight seconds. You know, I'll be distracted by something else. Oh. It doesn't linger. I don't replay things over and over in my head. My only thing that I could advise you is like to, is to change the, change the scenery, you know, change the storyline, change what, do whatever you can to just get your head out of that spin cycle, you know, like the spin cycle in the wash. Yeah. I think we get some people get a lot of people get stuck there, you know? And so it's like, if you can emotionally jump in a cold pool, you know how that kind of just resets you and you're like, oh, oh I'm way more present than I was yes. before. It's about pulling you out of the spin cycle, I think. I don't know. So cold walk, cold shower, call someone. Would that help? Yeah. I mean, they all help. You've got those cliches. It's going to work out as it should. It always does. You know, all those, all those good things that 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 you know will happen but in the moment you're like powerless yeah well, just next time you're in that stuck in that spin cycle try it try something completely do like put a movie in call someone leave the house do something different to just and i know like i'm not saying to everyone if you have a problem distract yourself and find something but you know sometimes if you're really caught up in that and caught in the current of that cycle you just got to get out all right phone a friend works phone a friend yeah do it like regis phone a friend yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pull a millionaire. Well, you're a delight, Shelly. Just my favorite lesbian of the day. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's Thank been it's been a joy being with you over the years. Um, you're a bright light. It's what everybody needs. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was a lesbian, you could totally go to town on me. I'm just saying. Oh, what an what an honor. <laughs> yeah, the honor's all I mine. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much my love thanks for taking my call Have i hope day. you call back again i'll remember you thank you so much bye thank you bye-bye so she's the best all right thank you oh how fun is that well yeah yeah i'm proud of myself that i did try once it was we were watching the lion king mm -hmm. i remember me and my high school girlfriend and she was a delight oh we're still facebook friends oh hi who's here now hi what's your name oh my where, are you God. Where, where are you calling from 
Hello, Ross. My name's Riley, and I'm from Vancouver. Hi, Riley in Vancouver, right above where I grew up. I, I grew up in Washington State, right under like Bellingham, a little town called Mount Vernon. And I always had Vancouver <laughs> television on as a kid because that's hmm. what would come in on the antenna. So I had KVOS 12. And the radio, the TV commercials were very different than the American commercials. They they had like um, uh, get a quarter pounder with processed cheese, you know, or they had a candy called Smarties. Do you know Smarties? Oh, I know Smarties so well. Do you remember the theme song? I do not. Do when you? you eat your Smarties, do you eat the red ones last? Remember that? You have to. Yeah, yeah, that was the theme song. Well, Riley, mm. how can I help you today? Well, I've come prepared with three things, if you have the time. Sure. <laughs> um, one is a thank you. One is a promise, if you mm. can make it. And then a question, if you can go there. Okay, let's go in that order. Start with the first one. So the thank you. Um, you've talked a lot about being a small gay kid in a small town and having no one to look. Um, I grew up in a very small northern Canadian town, um, and you were that person for me. Um, you gave me the comfort and the power to follow things in life. Um, but a few years ago on Straight Talk, um, oh, I my, sent in a piece of right. My old talk. my old podcast, Straight Talk, which is so special. Yeah, me and my friends all together. Yeah, you listened to that. Okay, so a few years ago on Straight Talk. Um, I had sent in a piece of writing um, and you actually edited it and put it on the show. Um and that gave me the validation in my writing to kind of change my whole career path, go back to school and completely do something new. How fabulous um, for you. So you really made some changes in my life. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it has driven me ever since I was little to sort of be that example I, I, I didn't have. You know, I never saw a gay grown up person on television. I didn't. I remember thinking to myself at like nine, ten, like, can I grow up? Because it literally yes. did not exist i didn't see it at home i didn't see it on tv and um it's been a conscious effort on my part to do that it's why i'm so open with my husband and i and and all of that is because i i just want to be the thing we didn't we didn't have so thank you for saying yeah. that yeah i love that so much mm -hmm. um the promise mm. i'm so excited for your show um and i oh, think it's my show yes. oh my god so, okay, so i haven't even told the audience about it yet so thank you for bringing it up can i do a shameless plug on my own show Please, please, Ross. So I'm I'm trying to go on tour again. You know, I was on uh, my I did a tour for my first book, Man Up. I did a tour for my second book, Name Drop. But it, the pandemic shut us down midway. And so I've been dying to get back out there. And so I've written I've actually written a brand new show, all new material. It's called I Got You, Girl. And um, it is for everybody. And it's so fun. It's me doing stand up for like 40, 45 minutes, then games with the audience, then out in the audience answering questions. It's just so much fun. And I'm partnering with Live Nation for the first one. It's May 11th at the Paramount Theater on Long Island. And if that goes well, it looks like Live Nation will give me more dates across the country. So I'm trying to sell this out. You know, I'm just uh, I'm just a little businessman trying to do his thing. So <laughs> thank you for bringing it up and letting me plug it. Everyone go to helloross.com to get your tickets if you're in the New York area. May 11th, Paramount Theater. Thank you for that. Of course. And please, 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 if you can, when the Live Nation gives you more, please come to Vancouver. Yes. Your home area so we can see you finally. That was one of the cities uh, for the name drop tour that got shut down because of uh, the pandemic. Oh, trust me, Ross. I know. <laughs> you know. All right. So yeah. that's my promise to you. Okay. Keep going. Perfect. And then the question, if are you allowed to get into drag race a little bit? 
Yeah, you can talk about Drag Race. I'm limited on what I can say just because, you know, we want to keep everything uh, in terms of spoilers. But you can ask me anything else. I was just curious on your thoughts and feelings about after the move to MTV, how they've cut down the episodes and um, how the fans are feeling about it and how you feel about the queens and the work that you guys have put onto the show and not to see the... You know, it's a trade-off, I think, because... Of course, I love the longer episodes because I, you know, we, we are there, we filmed it, you know, and it's such great content. And I I never want as a fan and I am fan first and foremost, I never complained about extra long episodes of Drag Race just because the editors are so good. The producers are so good. The Queens are so good. Rue is so good. Michelle Carson, so good, you know, and, and so I want more. Now, that being said, I am thrilled that we're on this huge platform. I think it's extraordinary that we've worked our way up, if you will, to be on the level uh, and we've earned it to be on MTV. So it's, you know, one of those trade-offs. Um, I'm happy to be there. I miss the extras, but who knows? Who knows um, if maybe there'll be a way to get longer uncut. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm literally speaking off the top of my head. I know nothing, um, but uh, I get it. How do you feel? Um, I feel the exact same way. The move to MTV is huge. Um, And I understand the business decision for them because they're promoting their other new show. Like they have to make business decisions too. But it's, oh, sorry. My dog is just popping in. Oh, hi. What's your Um, dog's name? uh, Ziggy. Hi, Ziggy. Hi, Ziggy, Ziggy. Oh my gosh, you guys. You know, we do put the, if you're listening to this, we do put the episodes up on YouTube. If you go to the Cumulus uh, search Hello Ross on YouTube. You'll see the episodes, but you can see Zilly and Riley as well. <laughs> hey, Riley, thank you so much for your kind words. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Great, Thanks great talking everything. to you. Of course, I hope to talk to you again. Yeah. Oh. Bye. Bye-bye. Cute. I love it. If you, if you call in, guys, and your dog is there, make sure that uh, we get to say, <laughs> say hi to your doggy. How cute. All right, I'm just picking up at rando. Let's see who's next. Oh, I want to talk. Maybe we'll talk to whoever's next about Groundhog Day. It just happened. I know I will say the movie Groundhog Day is an extraordinary movie. It's so good. And I will say the movie Groundhog Day is an extraordinary movie. It's so good. See what I did there. But I'm wondering about the actual day where they go and they take a groundhog out of a tree stump and supposed to look at its shadow. And I'm here. Who is joining me now? Is this Tara? It's Tara, actually. Oh, Tara. Nice to meet you. I'm Roos. <laughs> Hi, Roos. <laughs> Hi, Tara. Okay, so here's the deal. Groundhog Day. You know how this works. I want to talk to you about this because I was watching Morning Joe this morning. I was watching the news and they had the coverage in wherever it is. And they had, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, how fun, you know? And then I'm thinking, what the hell? What? How did this happen? And... <laughs> What? And it's not the same groundhog. That groundhog would be a hundred years old, right? And so they just, is it a different groundhog every year? And how does it shoot shadow? And how does it let us know? Does it say, hey, I just uh, just saw my shadow. How do they know? I, you know, I have absolutely no idea. I really just gave up on that whole thing years ago. I, I would get really excited actually every year. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? It never turns out the way I want it to. I know. And he seeing his shadow forever so I'm, I'm really just over it and I'll tell you this I always watch from like Palm Springs and think oh how cute they have winter you know when it was like 75 <laughs> and now that I'm in winter trying to, to finagle this some long under around my you know testicular region I'm like <laughs> this gerbil see what is he if this whatever he is sees one more shadow I'm gonna lose my mind I can't do any more winter yeah it's not for people on the eastern seaboard because I'm in New Hampshire and it just oh. it means nothing it means I, absolutely you know, nothing 
I don't think, I think New Hampshire is one of the few states I've never been to. Montana, which I'm going to in a couple of weeks. I don't think I've been to New Hampshire. Um, you have to come. It's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if there's any others that I haven't been to. Vermont. I don't think I've been to Vermont. Well, um, that's, you should go to Brattleboro, Vermont. They, okay. they do not, it's clothing optional there. So it's very interesting. Now, where is this? Let me write this down. What is it? <laughs> Brattleboro, Vermont. It's, it's the whole town. Your- the whole town mm-hmm. is clothing optional. Absolutely. Even long underwear. Uh, they can, I mean, they brave it in the winter. They're, they're troopers over there. Yeah. I take my kids sometimes and I'll be like, Oh, look at, there's some titties walking around. Awesome. <laughs> it's just very nonchalant. Whatever wow. you want to do. Wow. Good to know. <laughs> there's one place on, I'm not good with nudity. I went to a, um, accidentally, I went to a clothing optional resort once. I didn't know uh, that it was my, my friend, Linda Blair from the exorcist had me do this like, um, charity thing in Palm Springs before I had a house there. And one of the first times I went there and I walked in with, I brought my friend Kim and I was like, you should do a ponytail cute, you know? And then we had our little bags and we walked into the resort. We opened it up and walked in. It was just testicles all over everywhere. Just, it was a clothing optional resort. And I was like, what? Uh, uh. and I will tell you right now, Tara, I opted for clothing. I mean, it really makes you sit and consider before you place your body anywhere when you're in those kind of places. Like I, I, I get very nervous at coffee shops there. I, I will wipe my seat. Yeah. (laughs) That's just a good rule of thumb all all the time. Hey, um, any specific question you have for me? Um, I don't have any questions, but I just did want to say to you as a mother of a four-year-old who loves being himself, dressing in girl clothes, tells everybody about it. He, he wants to be a girl and my family has really, just loved watching RuPaul's Drag Race as a family, my husband included, my my other son, and just watching you on that show, RuPaul, everybody would just open hearts and minds and, and just letting this four-year-old be himself. And it was just so magical. And it's helped us have a lot of conversations, believe it or not. Um, and it's just, it's so beautiful. And we had our first uh, Pride Day in Keene, New Hampshire, where I live this mm. past year, the first one. And we had... Um, we had some drag queens there and my son, when I tell he was in all his glory, he ran up to every single one of them, told them about their outfits, told them they should be on RuPaul's Drag Race. And it just, it is so amazing in this day and age that we can just have these conversations and things on television that just help aid in that. And I just, I just wanted to say thank you for my family. Um, it just, it's meant so much to us. So thank well, you for means- being a in this world means a lot to me. And I just want to say something to you, you know, the most important thing that kids can have are really good parents, really good mommies. So on behalf of your babies, thank you. Of course, of course, happy, happy to, to let them live, live the life that they want to live. It just, it's such an honor. You know, keep it up. There should be, I think, I wish every mommy had that, you know, just sort of let your little souls figure out who they are in their time and love them along the journey. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tara. Ross. It's Roos. <laughs> but yes. Thank Rose. you. Thank you, my love. Thank you. I love you so much and keep doing all that you do. Thank you. I'll see you in that um, nudist New Hampshire town. No, you know, Brattleboro, Vermont. Look it up. Oh, it's Vermont. I thought it was Nude Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, my love. Thank you. Bye. Tell your kids I said hi. I will. Okay, bye. Oh, there are good people out there in the world, man. Right? It's a nice reminder. 
my mom was the best. My mom always just encouraged me. She made me feel like, you know, how people say like, oh, but why me? Why me? I always thought, why not me? Because she planted the seed in me that I could absolutely do anything that like sky was the limit. There was no ceiling on, on me, you know? And she did that. My dad too, my dad too, but moms. Don't get me started talking about mom. Okay. Let's see. Who are we going to let in here? All right. Uh, hello. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Well, hi there. What's your name and where are you calling from? I'm Josue. I'm from Chicago. Hi, Josue. How are you? Hi. Good, good. Good. I'm Ross. Now, what's on your mind today? Well, last night I was catching up with the Hello Oscars episode. Understood. Around the same time where you posted the thing that you were going live, I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, Oscars, long jeans, green beans. Oh my, what to talk about? <laughs> oh my gosh. So we talked about the long underwear. Oh, I love that you call them long johns. I um I am gonna try to invent a long underwear that just really does cradle you in a better way, in yeah, a less yeah. diapery sort of way. Um understood. Thank you. Um, but I, I love that you also brought up the green beans because there was a big debate on my social media uh, this week. I did talk about, I was, I don't know if you, I've been trying to step up my social media game because I've been so busy that I haven't. And I don't want social media just to be like a plugathon where I'm promoting stuff, you know, because I am an artist. I'm always trying to make something new and share it and, you know, um, but I don't want it to be like a QVC kind of Instagram. Mm -hmm. God bless QVC. But, you know, I want to connect with you guys. So I've been really trying to do that more. And what's fun is that little things that I share will, will become a total topic of conversation. And so you saw the other day I was eating yeah. my I microwave. I leftover chicken meatballs. I'm like, what do I put with this? And something that's zero points on WW are the little cans of green beans that I have been eating since I was like a kid. My mom would make them for me. She'd put like, you know, a, a brick of butter in them. I mean, they were delish, but I don't do that. Yes. And I buy the low sodium ones. And I said, I'm, I'm eating my canned green beans because I'm 100% trash, which is true. God bless it. We are, I'm fine. I, I'm, I, I have a long line of trash and I love it. And I'm kidding, but I'm not, you know? And a lot of people were like, it was totally split down the middle. It was disgusting yeah. or... Oh my God, I eat them all the time. Where do you land in, in the great canned green bean debate? I feel, I feel like I'm in spotlight right now. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think I can go either way. I didn't grow up with them necessarily. So I'm from Puerto Rico. So we love meat, not the veggies necessarily. Got it. Um, and it took me to cut to the States and get into green beans. So mm -hmm. I tend to go for like, you know, like full green beans and all that stuff. Yeah. But I will eat them. If needed, it just never rises to the top, let's say. I understand. It's an easy go-to though. Like, but today for lunch, I had like some uh, chicken breast and then I got uh, green beans that were sauteed, fresh green beans sauteed mm -hmm. with some garlic. That's how I normally would. Yep. But you know, you're grab I'm a grab and go sometime. And I just grab in that and in a pinch and don't yeah. judge me. No, no, no. I think what you're saying about, no, you know, minimizing the plug, you're a man of the people, Ross, you know, you, you, you <laughs> talk to us. So. <laughs> well, man, man of the people, that'd be a funny podcast name for this too man of the people oh but, there you uh, go um yeah that i won't is... ask for a percentage understood thank you i yeah. wouldn't give it exactly <laughs> now do you have anything particular you want to ask me or is it just green beans for you well you know i was listening to the podcast on oscars and i've been reading that there's some drama about and is it andrew riseborough's nomination and i just yeah. want to hear your thought because i think it's kind of funny 
I've had, it's so funny you bring this up because I almost did a whole post about this because I have been, my partner, my partner, my husband and I have been having these like in-depth conversations because I love the Academy Awards. And so he's been like, well, how does it work? And so we've been talking about, and if you if you guys, if you don't know listeners, what we're talking about is there, there's always like these precursor, these, the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards and the Critics' Choice and things leading up to the Oscars where they nominate their own, but it really narrows down who's probably going to get nominated. And these movie companies spend millions of dollars to run these four-year consideration ads with like luncheons and cocktail reception, meet the star and have a glass of Prosecco and a, you know, a, a pig in a blanket, whatever, right? They spend a lot of money on this stuff. And it's sort of presumed that there's a handful of people and from that handful, five will be nominated for whatever category, right? This year, there was this independent film called To Leslie. And about two or three weeks before the nomination, you started seeing big time celebrities like Jane Fonda, Gwyneth Paltrow, Reese Witherspoon, Kate Winslet, tweeting about, Instagramming about this movie called To Leslie and specifically this actress who is little known but well-respected in the industry, little known on the outside, to the outside world previously, named Andrea Riseborough. And the movie made like $27,000, which isn't even, I think it costs more than that to make, you know? It sounds like a lot of money, but when you're talking about Top Gun Maverick made like a billion, right? Do the math. So um, there was, and there was no money spent on her campaign. And so what they were doing is coming to social media as artists to say, hey, we're artists and this performance blew us away and no one's seen this and they don't have money. So take a look, take a look, take a look, everyone take a look. And then Oscar nomination morning. And I actually predicted this. I did predict it on my Oscar predictions. She gets nominated. And she bumps aside people who had, you know, had bigger campaigns. And and so it sort of threw the whole industry for a loop. Like, wait, what? This is not how it's supposed to work. This, you know, there's a there's a formula here. This is a money making industry, you know what? So they did like this internal investigation with the thing. They ended up clearing everybody and everything. But it drove me insane because think about what happened here. Artists, yes, who are privileged, but every Every member of the Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Academy is privileged, all right? They they are. It's not like SAG where you have people who have done a commercial once in 10 years, really working actors. These are the cream of the crop, all privileged people. So they're privileged and they have a platform, understood. But they're artists too. And they. this is my opinion. They use their platform to ring the bells about a performance that was worthy of attention and wasn't getting it. And then she got a nomination. And here's the deal. What is the point of the Oscars? In my opinion, and I think the founders, the, the point of the Oscars is for artists to celebrate the cream of the crop that year in their profession. Mm-hmm. This campaign, if you want to call it a campaign, what happened with Andrea Riseborough, in my opinion, is the purest campaign we have seen for an Oscar. This is how it should be. Artists rallying, showing up, doing screenings in their homes, talking, you, you know, this is what should be doing, not spending millions of dollars by big corporations. Uh-huh. Oh, you got me on one. Yeah, no. And I think I love that you're saying that because what's coming to my mind is, and I know you're an Oscar historian, um, you know, <laughs> like it's a shift from what started in, was it 96, 97 when Miramax was at the height, you know, with Shakespeare in Love and all that oh my stuff. God. So I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be so exciting to see a little bit more of this trickle in over the next few years too? I think, I think two things, a few things are happening, right? People, people have found their, people who have been muted have found a voice. And now with uh, social media, 
people, every single human, whether you are a privileged member of the academy or you're whoever, you're me or you're Jane in Iowa, you have a platform. You have a platform and it's worthy and you have a voice because you can get on your social media, you know, and you can, and maybe only a few people will hear it, but you still said it, you know, and I think this is the future of campaigning, the future of spreading information. It's the whole point of social media is to engage. And I think I'm glad that they, that, you know, okay, they did an investigation because they were thrown for such a loop, but they very clearly cleared it. And I do think they'll have to make new rules, you know, like, campaign within reason or sort of limitations and things, but they have to address it. Yeah. It also evolves like everything else. So. And also, can I just say one more thing? Yes. Anyone thinking that she shouldn't be nominated should go to Amazon prime where you can rent it for $6 and 99 cents and watch to Leslie. I dare you to watch it and say she should not be nominated. It's definitely on my list. I will be doing that. She blew me away. Yeah. Go watch it. Okay. Yeah. Man, I get heated about that. Isn't that interesting? Did I talk too long? Was that too much? You're passionate. You're passionate. It's nothing wrong. In the middle, did you did you zone out in the middle at all? No, no, because I've always been like an Oscar nerd as well, you know. Like I remember getting Entertainment Weekly when Titanic was a thing, you know, and like reading all the things and being like the predictions and you know, at like 12, 13, 14, being like, I have to watch all these movies that I probably don't even understand. I yeah, <laughs> I know. I remember my grandma, my bunka, who's about to turn 97. Mm-hmm. She, I stayed with her one in like the nineties or maybe late eighties, whenever it was. And she brought me to see remains of the day, which was like Anthony Hopkins, it was merchant ivory film, Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson. It was way mm-hmm. over my head. But I remember <laughs> thinking like, now this is fancy. And then I just yes. got obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for getting me all heated. Yes. No worries. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for listening too. Thank you so much. All right. See you soon. Oh, maybe you guys should try to get a campaign to get this podcast nominated for an Oscar. That'd be nice. The least you could do for me, (laughs) you know, I'm kidding. Or am I? Okay. Let's see who's next. Hello. Are you there? Hi. Hi. What's your name? I'm Brianna Corrin. Hi, Brianna. I'm Ross. Where are you calling from? Uh, I am in Rowlett, Texas. Okay. Hi. I've been to Texas so many times. I was just talking about Austin, Texas today. I'm, I'm trying to head down there for something for work. I'm going to see if it can work out. Uh, how far from Austin are you? Um, it's about three and a half hours North. So not Um, close at all. Okay. Thank you. No, what Texas is humongo. Okay. What's it closest to? Uh, Dallas. It's like directly East of Dallas. I've said this on the podcast before. I had the worst hangover of my life in Dallas. 50 cent margaritas. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? I don't even know what I was drinking. Yeah. Were you on 6th Street? Oh, you'd have to tell me, dear. <laughs> right. It was like bad. This was years and years and years, like decades ago. Anyway, uh, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? Heck if I know. Um... Oh, you, just to say, you were just calling to say hello, Ross? I mean, yes. Hello, Ross. Yeah, you know, uh, that's the whole point. We don't have to talk about anything, you know, just sort of, why don't we talk about you? What's your story? Um, I am 25. Uh, I'm an aerospace engineer. I'm what working from home. Hmm? What, is, what is an aerospace engineer? What is that? Um, I got a degree in like uh, rockets and planes, basically. What? What? Did you, mm-hmm. Wait, so you're an actual rocket scientist. Yes. So when people say it's not rocket science, you say, Actually, it is. <laughs> yeah. 
That's one of the fun things to do. So what do you do? You build, what do you do? What part of it Uh, are you in? uh, So I work at L3 Harris, which is a defense contractor for uh, the U.S. mainly. Um, And so we make modifications to planes. So like we'll add reconnaissance equipment, other various things. My job is that I have to substantiate it not breaking, basically, that it'll stay on the aircraft over time. It won't fly off. Um, and that and is how do you do that? Is it just super glue? Velcro? What do you use? <laughs> Lots of rivets. Lots of Lots rivets. Of uh-huh. So you, you, wow. But you have to engineer precisely because it's all about weight, I imagine, right? And precision. Yeah, weight and the internal pressure of the aircraft. Internal pressure of an aircraft. Wow. Do you, this is one of those things I file under as like a real job, <laughs> right? I think you have an awesome job. Oh, I, I have would. a great job, but it's not a real job. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're, you're calculating things and lives are depending on you. And like, that's a real job, you know, this is, that's impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Did you always want to do this? Um, yes and no. So I have three older brothers um and two of them also were aerospace engineers or got their degree in that um and i thought it would be really cool so i went ahead and did that and then i thought material science was very interesting so like uh, strength and um durability of materials like how much it'll bend before it fully breaks how much you you found that interesting you that that Mm -hmm. was something that you thought was was cool see it's funny how brains work because i'm like glazing oh i'm like i I don't (laughs) that's so you you look at a spoon and think oh how interesting i wonder how far it could bend i've definitely done that you've done that (laughs) just to see yeah my mom wasn't happy about it (laughs) right she was like she was like fork you (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. All, all your puns that you do on True Barrymore. There's puns so There's, much. Can you believe I make a living doing that stupid? I mean, it's just like <laughs> just silly puns, but you know, whatever. What are you gonna do? It's it's my one gift, you know. Yeah. Well, yes. and I also want to hopefully open a bakery maybe one day. Well, now that makes sense to me because baking is so scientific and specific. You know what I mean? You have a very specific brain. Yeah. And I think I think one day you should. In fact, maybe you'll design some new tool um, to that'll improve baking. And while you're at it, mm-hmm. I'd like to redesign long underwear. I heard you talking about this this morning. Yeah, a the- bunch, it was yesterday. It bunches up around my, um, I believe the scientific word is balls. <laughs> <laughs> So is there, can you, I, I'm, I'm actually hiring right now a rocket scientist, it, maybe you can apply to help in, reimagine the long underwear experience. Um, so are you in and can you do it for uh, free? Yeah, I could try. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll consider your resume. <laughs> okay. You're, oh, wait, I, this just in, you're hired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. So Branna and I are going to um, just redefine long underwear. Uh, it's, it's not your grandmother's long underwear. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Thank you, Brianna. And go hey. fix a rocket. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> All right, have fun with that. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. 
Oh gosh. Well, you guys are all just fabulous. Um, it's so nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. Brianna. Bye. So nice to meet you all. I can't, uh, I can't, it's just so fun. Let me tell you just doing this re reformatting the show and changing it up has just made me re fall in love with, um, with this and fall in love with all of you. Thank you so much. When we come back, uh, I'm going to tell you my happy ending. It's the best thing I've seen all week. Something you should be watching. Uh, we'll see you in just a second. And welcome back to the program. Big thanks to everybody who called in today. Sorry to those of you who didn't get picked up on. I see you in there in the waiting room. Um, we'll, we're going to do this. I'm going to try to do it on Mondays, okay? Mondays, I think, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. That's going to be like my every week. We do it that day, that time. Put it in your calendar, okay? Mondays, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Got it, got it, got it. All right, um, I watched something on the train yesterday. Um, that I was like, oh, you know, if you have like in the iPad, I have a function set because I'll go in and download things on Netflix or whatever. There's a little setting in Netflix where you can download things for you. So if you ever find yourself on a plane and you forgot to download, it'll have, a, you know, six hours of, of different shows sort of downloaded for you. And I like that feature because I forget sometimes to do it and we don't have a signal on the train. So anyway, the point is. I'm uh, some days I just go, oh God, what is what does Netflix have in there for me? And I went and looked, and there's a new documentary about Pamela Anderson. And it is riveting because I, I thought about do I want to watch this? And then I thought, I don't really know who she is. I have an idea. I have an image in my head of who Pamela Anderson is, what she looks like, what she's done, what I know, what I know about her. But who is she? And I watched this documentary and I'm telling you, there's so much more there than she gets credit for from those who don't know her. And it made me think about so many of us, myself included, people who are just put in a box because of one thing they've done or one way they're seen. And then that's all they get to be. And I, it's not just superstars, you know, it's real people too. I've, I've certainly felt that I started in Leno and I was so excited to be there. And then that was like the one note. They wanted me to that one note. And I just refused to be a one note and I will refuse to be a one note. You know, we are all shades. We're multifaceted, you know, look at Brianna, a rocket scientist who's now designing long underwear. You know, you can do anything, anything you want, but it made me think about that question. And I want you all to think about it too. Who are you? How are you seen? And how do they line up? And what can you do to change so that what is seen is who you really are? Isn't that interesting? So think about that. Let me know your thoughts. Tweet me, Instagram me. It goes down in the DM. I'm Hella Ross across all social media. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate us, subscribe, all of it. You know how to do it. Tell your friends. And uh, until next time, bye-bye. Hey, it's me, Ross Matthews. Thanks so much for listening. It means a ton. Make sure you like us, give us a good review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find us on video at Cumulus Podcast Network on YouTube. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.